It's no secret that we're in the midst of a data and technology revolution. It's almost cliche to point this out by now, but it's nonetheless true. Artificial intelligence and algorithms allow companies to precisely target our needs, wants, and desires, and advertise the perfect product or service at the perfect time. We've all had that uncanny experience of casually mentioning an item to add to the shopping list or a gift for a friend, and then moments later seeing a mobile ad for that very same product. However, healthcare, the field where these revolutions could truly help people, lags far behind the commercial sector. Wouldn't it be great if instead of trying to sell us something, the same technology could help people be healthier and improve care delivery? Clinical informatics seeks to address and narrow this gap within healthcare. Generally speaking, clinical informatics is the study of information technology, or IT, and how to apply it in healthcare and medicine. Physicians who practice clinical informatics collaborate with IT professionals to design and test programs that enhance patient and population health outcomes, engage patients, bolster the patient-provider relationship, and streamline workflows for providers, which is especially important given that uh, electronic health records inefficiency is one of the leading causes of physician burnout. I'm your host, Morgan Hensley, and today I'm speaking with Dr. Neela Jessel, a pediatrician by training and the Vice President of Clinical Informatics at Privia Health. In her role, she drives clinical informatics strategy and ensures the quote-unquote clinical voice is present in program design and key technology development initiatives throughout the company. She's also a champion of and advocate for initiatives that improve EHR's workflow and functionality. Well, without any further ado, let's meet Dr. Jessel. Dr. Jessel, thank you for coming on the show today. Hi, Morgan. Thanks so much for inviting me. Pleasure uh, to be here. Absolutely. Um, now, I think the term clinical informatics may ring a bell for many of our listeners, but not for all. Could you just to get started, uh, define what clinical informatics is? Sure, absolutely. In a broad sense, clinical informatics is the study and application of information technology to deliver healthcare services. You will also often hear it referred to as applied clinical informatics or operational informatics. Awesome. Thank you so much for clarifying that. I think it's very helpful to get those terms defined up front. Um, just to kind of stay on the same uh, direction, what are some common examples of clinical informatics our listeners may be familiar with? Certainly. Clinical informatics actually spans a pretty wide range of topics. Actually, really any area where technology touches healthcare delivery. I would say some common examples that most people probably have heard of are clinical decision support, which is the um, provision of evidence-based medical guidelines for clinicians at the point of care, visual images, for example, radiological, pathological, dermatological, ophthalmological images, and so forth. And of course, clinical documentation. I think mm -hmm. most people have heard of electronic health records at this point in time, um, and also of provider order entry systems, which uh, serve to decrease medical errors and make medicine more accurate. Awesome. So it sounds like a, a pretty diverse, robust um, tool. Uh, I'm wondering, could you maybe specify, you know, now that we know some of its applications, what would be uh, the goal or the purpose of 
clinical informatics uh, more broadly? I would say broadly speaking, the goal of clinical informatics is to practice an information and technology-based approach to healthcare delivery. In healthcare, data must be structured in a certain way to be effectively retrieved and used in both patient care and reporting. Clinical informatics specialists actually utilize their combined clinical information technology knowledge to implement technology in a clinically meaningful way. And by doing so, they facilitate both the capture and the application of data by clinicians. More specifically, I personally always think of clinical informatics as touching on three distinct domains, service, products, and outcomes. And I think most industries are familiar with those three domains. As far as pertaining to clinical informatics, service applies to the goal of improving the operations and efficiency of clinicians and staff. This uh, may include improving their documentation efficiency, decreasing the use of paper, and improving clinical workflows. Products actually is the influence on selection and implementation of all software and healthcare technology solutions. And lastly, we have outcomes, which does not only refer to product adoption, but also effective data collection. And mostly the data is collected to facilitate population health management and positively influence clinical outcomes. Wow, so it sounds like uh, clinical informatics is setting some pretty pretty large goals. Um, that's awesome. Yes, um, definitely. That's, that's fantastic. Uh, you know, it ranges from clinical decision support to documentation, like you said, but I'm curious, what is your area of interest? So I definitely love all areas of clinical informatics, but I would say my true passion is definitely the facilitation of provider documentation as it pertains to the optimal use of the electronic health record. Presently, and this is widely known as well, I believe um, EHRs are viewed by many providers as a necessary evil, but one that actually interferes with their practice of medicine and has actually placed an underburden on them that contributes to an all-time high of provider burnout rates. Personally, I feel that EHRs offer many advantages over the old days of paper and actually have the potential to dramatically alter medicine for the better. However, as you know, the technology is still pretty young. I would say certified EHR technology was truly brought to life in around 2009 by the American Reinvestment and Recovery Act that really was meant to spur you know, the development and adoption of electronic medical records. But I would say it's really only been in the last five years that the technology has truly taken off and more and more providers and clinics have adopted the technology. So if you compare that to other um, industry sectors, I would say healthcare is probably at least a decade behind. And mm -hmm. you know, visualize where the Amazons and Googles of this world were about 20 years ago. Yeah. It was nowhere close to what it is today. Um, when you think about ordering something from Amazon, for example, the convenience is unbeatable. extremely unbeatable, yeah. right? And this is why Amazon is so popular. So comparing this to um, EHRs today, EHRs are clunky, they're outdated, the user interface often isn't pretty, so you, you can see um, how it places a pretty significant burden on providers and, and clinicians at large to utilize EHR technology. So EHRs definitely need to get to the same place as other industries, and it goes without saying that significant work remains 
to be done to bring healthcare technology on par with the other industries and make the EHRs actually user-friendly? Yeah, you know, user-friendly and EHRs aren't words that I come across in the same <laughs> sentence too often. So, you know, I find it really interesting that your, your area of expertise is in trying to um, kind of overcome that uh, reputation EHRs have as this uh, burden rather than this great tool that can, you know, help patients, help providers. Um, so I was wondering if you could maybe just tell me about, you know, how you became interested in that particular um, area of expertise. What led you there? Sure. I've actually been through several EHR implementations over the course of my career, which has probably sparked some of that interest of mine. Yeah, yeah. I would say during one of my very first ones, um, I worked as an employed pediatrician for a large medical group and the EHR we had to use back then was very clunky and it actually placed a significant burden on us as clinicians. I tried to help um, optimize the system but really didn't have too much influence in this very large group where many of the decisions were made by other people. So, you know, while I was suffering under the use of the EHR, like many of my colleagues, I kept thinking that there really must be a better way to utilize technology to improve medical care and actually allow a provider to spend more time with their patient rather than the other way around. So I went to several medical technology conferences back then, and I really got intrigued by the demo displays of the so-called office of the future and the creative way technology was used to really minimize the need for manual work and streamline office workflows. So after some soul searching, I actually decided to go ahead and open my own office to create exactly such an office and um, utilize technology to actually allow me to spend more time with my patients. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting, you know, personal story into how, uh, you know, clinical informatics came to play such a, you know, important role in your current role. <laughs> um, I was wondering if you could maybe tell me a bit about how clinical informatics apply more specifically to pediatrics um, and uh, a little bit about the unique interplay between, between those two specialties. Sure. So I would say that as a pediatrician, um, I can safely say that pediatricians probably spend significantly more face-to-face -face time with their patients than many other specialties. Parents of newborns have many, many questions and require significant anticipatory guidance. Older children, especially teenagers, often have complex medical and behavioral health issues that require extensive counseling. Yet, unfortunately, pediatrics is one of the lowest paid specialties. Um, pediatrics does not have a lot of procedures, and um, you know, procedures are reimbursed significantly higher than face-to-face -face time with the patients. So in, in a pediatric setting, it is actually imperative to really streamline office operations as much as possible to decrease costs. Otherwise, you are forced to see many more patients to cover costs and um, produce adequate revenue. Efficient staff use and optimal inventory management, especially of costly vaccinations, are pretty essential for an efficient pediatric practice. So when I opened my own practice, my goal was to implement and use technology in such a fashion that it would allow me to practice medicine the old-fashioned way by spending more time with my patient, patients, yet with the most up-to-date technology. I really wanted technology to be an asset, not a barrier.
Yeah, I think that's an awesome point you make about, you know, uh, wanting technology to work for you, not against you. Um, and I want to also kind of dig into, you know, you said when you were opening up your own practice, this was when uh, your interest in clinical informatics kind of kicked into the next gear almost. So I was wondering for, you know, any of the um, physicians or providers um, who operate uh, independent or smaller practice, you know, how can they heighten their clinical informatics expertise and application? You know, it can almost seem intimidating being this, um, uh, you know, such ambitious project, but, you know, what can be done on a more um, micro scale? Yeah, that's actually a really good question. When I opened my own office, I obviously wasn't that busy in the beginning because the practice was still growing. So I had the luxury of spending umpteens hours on the optimization implementation of my technology. Um, that obviously is a significant barrier for most practices that cannot afford the luxury of spending that much time on technology because that time must be spent actually seeing patients and creating revenue. So the discipline of clinical informatics actually requires a significant amount of training and is also very, very time consuming. And it took me many, many years to acquire the knowledge that I have today. So it is obviously not feasible for each individual practice to expend either the time or resources for effective clinical informatics, which is why I believe that many EHRs used today in private practice are actually not optimized for clinical use nor utilized effectively. Um, which probably contributes to the overall provider perception of the EHR as a burden. So for a small practice, I would say it makes most sense to either utilize the power of scale, for example, by investing into an EHR that offers a cloud-based software as a service, a so-called SAAS model, where updates and optimizations are performed for the entire network of users by the software company, rather than having to be performed in the individual office on the individual server. Uh, that's one way to utilize economies of scale. Uh, a probably even more effective approach is to join forces with a larger medical group or a health management organization that can leverage economies of scale very effectively to manage both the EHR as well as all other healthcare technology solutions, you know, be that interfaces with labs or other hospital systems to receive information primarily electronically, um, virtual visit technology, all kinds of technology that small practices typically cannot afford on their own because they don't have the appropriate resources or manpower. Um, I would say in, in today's world, there are many different models available in the healthcare market um, and the services a practice will receive will depend on the model they ultimately choose. So as you mentioned, you know, there are a lot of uh, models available and each one's going to be unique in its own way. But I was wondering, you know, looking at it from sort of like the, the 30,000 foot view, um, it's essential to get that quote unquote clinical voice built into uh, clinical informatics. So I was wondering if you could maybe just tell me a little bit about how that's done. Yeah, sure. Like you mentioned, there's many uh, different models available. You can join a large healthcare system. You can join an independent practice association. You can join a large medical group, and there's different models. Some groups will allow you 
to quote unquote keep your practice independent within the larger group other groups will actually acquire your practice and you effectively become part of the larger group but most of these uh, groups do have the advantage of having some form or shape of clinical informatics in-house typically to help optimize the technology. And um, clinical informatics typically does provide the clinical voice that clinicians feel they are lacking today in today's uh, technology world. Um, clinical voice basically is the clinical perspective and in health information technology. Some of the reasons why health information technology at large has such a bad reputation and is so poorly accepted today is that much of the development and implementation was done without any clinical input. And we all know that unfortunately clinicians often require something completely different from what the software designer uh, thought of in their little cubicle <laughs> without you know, having any uh, reference to the actual clinical world or any experience with clinical workflows. Um, and that actually has contributed to much of the unhappiness with the electronic health record systems, that the perception by the providers that the technology actually does not meet their needs because the designer did not have any understanding of their workflow and put the button in the completely wrong place, for example. And now 30 times a day, they have to be unhappy about the fact that they have to click the button in the wrong location. <laughs> so the specialty of clinical informatics was born from exactly that realization that is absolutely necessary and vital to incorporate the clinical view much, much earlier in the process and on, and on an ongoing basis, may I add. You know, I think it's, it's interesting the way you point out that even just having the little a button in slightly the wrong place, that compounds over time and can really have such a, a negative effect on workflows. Um, I want to stick with this point of uh, dissatisfaction with EHRs for a minute, because I read a really interesting study uh, the other week from Yale researchers who found that doctors rated EHRs, uh, they gave it a big fat F. <laughs> it, it, was a, it received a failing grade, you know, compared to, um, I believe it was Google search engine got, you know, A plus, it passed with flying colors. So given that EHRs are a reality, um, how can we get EHRs to work for doctors instead of against doctors? Yeah, as a clinician who uses uh, EHR technology daily, this actually does not surprise me at all. And that's what I hear from my colleagues all day long. They're unhappy with the EHR. It doesn't work the way they feel it should be working. Um, and, you know, your point is uh, very well taken. How, how can we get EHRs to work for doctors instead of against doctors. I think the way to get there is actually by utilizing applied clinical informatics in the design, implementation, and optimization process. This is really the primary reason why I moved into the field and why I am so passionate about clinical informatics to get healthcare technology to where it ought to be. Yeah, ab absolutely. And you know, it goes beyond just simple dissatisfaction. I, EHRs are often cited as the leading cause of burnout. Um, I mean, that's a pr problem that we've, you know, uh, enumerated time and time again um, about the cost, both personal and to the healthcare system of physician burnout. So how can we change that? How can clinical informatics and how they're applied to EHRs reduce uh, 
uh, instead of accelerate stress and burnout. Yes, that's a very good point. Um, burnout is obviously a very hot topic these days, and you are absolutely correct that the number one cause by f is EHR technology that is cited by physicians for um, the underlying reason for burnout. And I actually think that this is because of a perceived lack of control, right? The feeling that the technology is superimposed on the clinicians rather than driven by the clinicians. And I think the only way to flip this perception is by putting providers back into control, by making the EHRs as user-friendly as, say, Google or Amazon and making the technology an asset for providers rather than an obstacle. I think this will take motivated and innovative technology companies and lots of input from clinical informatics specialists. I am very, very confident, though, that this can be achieved. There are lots of promising in initiatives already underway, both from existing EHR vendors as well as from large technology companies looking to branch out into the healthcare sector. And at the end of the day, I personally don't care who designs the best EHR. I would be happy to work for Google, Amazon, what have you, as long as the tool actually meets our needs and allows us to go back to providing patient care the way we should provide patient care. One thing that, that really just stuck out with what you just said was, you know, we need doctors at the front lines. We need physician input uh, early on through all stages of development. So how can uh, physicians or perhaps a physician's associations align with these technology vendors, whoever they may be, um, to improve the clinical informatics in a way such that, um, as you said, would at the end of the day help patients. I believe that it is very important for physicians to start embracing technology. The focus has to shift from mourning the old days of paper to partnering with the technology companies so that we can actually accelerate development and make the technology what it needs to be. I think physician associations actually are very uniquely positioned to use their lobbying power to demand standardization and consolidation of the sector with the goal of creating the best electronic health record systems out there for both patients and providers alike. I think patients will greatly benefit from the optimal use of healthcare information technology. Think prospective data analysis to predict and prevent medical complications, for example, or the shifting of care to the patient's home um, by using a virtual visit platform or automated pill dispensers for home use to prevent patient medication errors or remote monitoring at home of complex medical conditions such as diabetes or high blood pressure, heart failure, where, for example, an automatic alert triggers medical personnel um, with any status changes or vital sign changes of the patient. The possibilities really are limitless if you utilize technology in a creative way. And I think at the end of the day, patient care will significantly improve as will providers' ability to provide optimal patient care. You know, it's, it's fantastic how many different applications this can have to help patients. So I'm curious, and I want to close by asking, you know, what does the future hold for clinical informatics a uh, few years down the road? What excites you the most um, about this field? I think what excites me the most is that, that the future is wide open. There are many exciting technology projects on the horizon and underway. I think the future has only just begun.
and we will just have to wait and see what the future holds, but I'm optimistic. This has been really educational and informative. So, uh, Dr. Jessel, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you. 